0: been a long time uh seems quite a while uh, since i've done an episode of uh, the sentinel spectrum and uh i would say that there's a lot that's been going on since my last production however i'm pretty sure that most people have various means to entertain themselves um yeah whether it's movies or apps or social media or work or kids or this or that i mean there's just plenty plenty to keep us busy i've i have noticed that that uh, there is plenty to keep us busy but it's almost like for me i would definitely say that managing um things is uh is a little bit more difficult now than it's ever been simply because i personally have so many ideas and so many different things that i can do i'm a multi-talented guy so um it's really not something i'm trying to brag on it actually it, it just it's ridiculous really uh to have any kind of talent and waste it Um, for example, I do produce most of the music that you'll ever hear on this podcast. Um, but I've never really sold any of my music. And so that's something I'm kind of looking at doing, but, uh, we'll see. I mean, I do plan on putting a little something together. It's just, uh, you know, sometimes I tend to start projects and then not finish them or, uh, or it's like when I do, um, how should I say when I do produce some music, for example, I mean, it's usually, you know, not so, um, I don't know how to explain it other than sometimes I just use it for little projects here and there or whatnot. But I think I just need to do more, um, with, you know, trying to focus on, maybe one or two things instead of so many things, because I'm trying to juggle too many things, I think. I think it's my main problem. So, I mean, it's really not a wise thing trying to manage too much. It really makes no sense to, you know, not get much done when you're trying to juggle too much. You know, being able to focus on one or two things, that would probably be better. But with this podcast, for example, you know, there there's a point where I, I was just discouraged from continuing on with this particular podcast under this particular format for a few reasons. Some may be obvious. In other words, we live in a very strange time where if you say the wrong thing about the wrong person, that's people that may be in power, for example um yeah i mean they can punish you and it doesn't matter if it's right or not it's a matter of well they've got power and they've got connections and you know you've got evil people in the world that uh they they probably don't always see themselves evil and i don't think it matters anyways but yeah it, it just it doesn't matter how they see themselves it's a matter of what they're willing to do some people are not willing to do bad things um, I think I'm one of those people that I'm really, I I really hesitate. I, I don't think I'm a coward, but some may think that I am. Um, based on the fact that I really just don't get out a whole lot, and and you know, the funny thing is, is I'm I'm kind of like. Uh, extreme on one end it's like I'd rather either I mean to me it's like I I can be a hermit especially in the winter time it's a winter time right now where I'm at in the midwest and uh you know it's easy for me to stay in now I mean I'm older when I was a kid shoot I would love to go out and play out in the snow especially on a snow day when we didn't have to go to school I mean you know to build a snowman or to build like a tunnel through the deep snow if there was deep snow but you know place you know snowball fights whatever earn a little extra money shoveling you know snow off of uh people's sidewalks and driveways and this and that um but i mean you know there's a point where well for one i'm i mean i'm not a kid anymore so obviously uh a lot of that has ceased um i no longer have kids in the house um they're either um well I have a couple nephews their one's almost grown the other one i don't see as much anymore um i do have a daughter that um she uh, let's just say that her her mom moved her halfway across the country um away from me and um you know, so now I'm pretty much kid free. Um, so that means that I'm a lot less likely to go out and play in the snow, because I think a grown man playing out in the snow by himself would probably uh, raise some questions around the neighborhood. <laughs> so, I mean, anyways, um, now I mean, I used to used to enjoy winter. Um, now I don't know. I mean, I I guess it just depends. You got something to do you got some snowboarding to do or something uh yeah skiing snowboarding I mean that sounds fun and all but I don't want to deal with it every day day in and day out um so I mean to me preferably I'd rather live somewhere down south or something but you know I've lived in the midwest my whole life and just really never liked winter a whole lot uh, but anyways yeah it, it's easy for me to stay in these days um, it seems like the world's going crazy and even when you think that uh, you're safe from this uh, you know from the chaos in the in the inner city where a Democrat ran uh, city I know that some people, you know, they they kind of correlate just like I do. They, they correlate the whole thing with uh, liberals and Democrats, you know, wherever they seem to win elections and wherever they're, you know, they're running cities or states or whatever, that it seems like, you know, it seems to suck. You know, it seems to have a negative impact on everybody around them. And, uh, you know, I may not live in the inner city, but I'm still seeing how that, it seems to me like a lot more people have flocked to the area i'm in probably to get away from the other bs um in the, in you know these primarily demo- democratic uh, ran cities and i've heard you know i've seen it on the news and this and that you know and it's just it just makes sense it always makes sense you know that when I mean, it's a biblical principle, but even if you didn't believe what the Bible said, I'm just saying a big if, because I do believe that it's simple. But it's in the Book of Proverbs somewhere. I don't know it off the top of my head. I'd have to find it. But you know, it says something around the lines of, you know, when the righteous rule, you know, the people rejoice, but when the wicked are in power, the people mourn. You know, and and it just it's a simple concept that when you have people that know what the heck they're doing then, you know, a lot of people benefit from a righteous or at least a decent person being in a position of power. Doesn't matter if it's at your job, doesn't matter if it's your own household. You know, when, you know, sometimes we we seem to look at, I'll just use divorces for example. When we seem to look at divorces where, you know, a lot of people may assume you know, things based on the outside, you know, but if someone, and I'm not going to go with the whole gender thing, I'm not trying to get in that today, um, definitely for another time, but, you know, when we see from the outside and we don't know all the facts, you know, we could only make so much of a judgment on, you know, who's at fault. Uh, from a divorce or when you when it relates to business even in business it's you know it's pretty much the same thing it's like only people that really worked at a place or dealt with someone day in and day out even then it's like you know we still have the whole idea that someone can exaggerate someone can twist a story I've seen that a lot where it seems like even myself, I have to be careful that I don't twist things to my liking. So, I mean, to me, it's, I mean, I honestly try to live by the concept that the Bible says that the Lord hates a lying tongue. So pretty much for 20 years, um, I mean, because I wasn't a Christian before that, you know, I've been trying to... Make sure that I—I I would rather not speak than to tell a lie and to manipulate, to twist, to deceive people. Only has so much application. In other words, it's only—you know—I can only think of a maybe a very very few instances where you would need to lie, you know, and then not feel so bad about yourself, you know. In other words. There are certain situations in life where it may be an absolute necessity for you to bend the truth or or lie in order to save your life or someone else's life, but most of the time, it's not necessary. Now, people don't care. Obviously, we all know that people in this time, you know, don't care. Actually, Yeshua, a lot of people call him Jesus. Um, he did he he prophesied that 2000 years ago and it's crazy how that i've seen in my lifetime how it's gotten so much worse just in the last maybe 10 years i mean it's crazy i mean it's like that time that he spoke about that the love of many would wax cold another translation may say the love of many will grow cold that many would betray one another and hate one another, and many false prophets would arise. Now, I'm not going to go into what I think what a false prophet is. The Bible is very clear about it, Um, but I think people can complicate it. In other words, there's a difference between someone being sent Specifically, by the Almighty, the Creator, uh, versus someone that's just uh, educated or maybe charismatic that feels like you know people listen to them, and um, yeah, and and they just have a you know a knack for you know motivational speech or persuasive speech or whatever. I mean, it, there, there's just what what I've noticed with the you know with all the social media and just our ability now to communicate with one another um it's like so many people have stepped up to the to to this position almost almost like it's an actual position to think that they just can tell people whatever and it's like some of those people and i've seen this with my own eyes that they themselves haven't really figured out life or even figured out the solution to their own problems or the very thing they're talking about. And yet they're giving advice to other people. I understand. I mean, I understand the notion to say, Oh man, I'm going to put out a positive message today or somebody, you know, well, even like myself saying that, well, I think that I need to do this podcast for some reason. Um, But there's a difference between being a prophet being a preacher being a pastor or an evangelist or just being a motivational speaker being a teacher being a tutor I mean there's all these different you know classifications of people and what they do with a mouth that God gave them and um, you know when people don't care about morals but yet care about fancy quotes, and I see it all the time, then it's like they're, they're, there's a point where people can be confused about what words are going to give you life and what words are going to endure through time because to me, it, it takes time sometimes for a person to be convinced that, that a way of thinking is flawed or a way of thinking that they got from, say, your favorite TikToker or your favorite YouTuber or your, uh, well, your favorite podcast host. It's like, you can be wrong and that person can be very wrong. And yet you may not know for many years. I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like what Yeshua talked about when he when he when he mentioned you know someone that hears his words and doesn't do it doesn't put it into practice. It's like somebody that builds a house on sand near the beach. storm comes and destroys it so easily but I don't know about you, but there's times where people specifically build houses on more solid ground. He, you know, he he had mentioned how that the person that hears his words and does them is like one of the built his house on a rock that when the storm comes, it will stand. Now, not not to get into down into specifics, but... It sounds to me like he was trying to tell us something very simple, but that is so very important. And I know for a fact that there's times where when I had not paid attention to things that I should have known, being a Christian and going to church and reading the Bible and knowing what the Bible says about things, that I didn't, you know, it's like I didn't put certain things into practice enough. Um. Yeah, I mean, just something as simple as controlling, you know, my mouth um, in some situations, I mean, man, it's really got me into trouble. And I'm not talking about like in a Yeshua sense or like a, hey, I'm the persecuted Christian sense. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like where I've said dumb things at the wrong time or I just, just, yeah, really like lost my temper or something like that. And, um, people can misunderstand you anyway, even when you speak as clearly as you could possibly articulate, people can misunderstand you. And yet I've, I've even, uh, had some recordings, um, that I actually didn't know I was being recorded by, uh, an ex not to go into too much detail, but she actually shared those recordings with someone, actually a couple of some ones. And, you know, it's funny because, if they only heard a part of it, they could they could make a judgment call based on a portion of those recordings and think, man, this guy is crazy. This guy's a whack job. And it's like, look, another proverb for you, a full answer is a matter before they hear the whole thing. And in one of those recordings, I know I was speaking hypothetically about a particular situation of a personal um situation between me and my ex. And uh I can understand how people can misunderstand it. And it's like, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I said what I said, but um, a couple of the things that I said were taken out of context. And it's like, look, you know, once upon a time, I had certain aspirations. I studied a particular topic in college. And when I got out, I thought for some reason that it was really going to help me to do some good things in the world. Um, however, just like a like a butter knife or a steak knife or something like that, something that's sharp can surely do good or it could do bad. A steak knife can feed people, and it could also hurt somebody if misused. And our tongues can be misused. And so can knowledge that you get from college. Uh, You know, when people go to college and they learn how to be a doctor, I mean, you don't really think that they're going to use it for evil. I mean, you assume that whatever knowledge someone gains from college or their workplace or whatever, you, you're you, a lot of people make this assumption that like, oh, well, you're going to be a lawyer. Oh, you're going to be a good lawyer, right? And people really don't ask those questions. I mean, they don't just sit there and say, oh, you're going to be a good lawyer. No, most people just automatically put good onto a lot of job titles, or a lot of knowledge, or a particular field of study. And for me. Um, I studied criminal justice um, only on the associates level, though. I could have went further and I should have went at the least went straight for the bachelor's because a a bachelor's degree these days is pretty much the modern day high school diploma. Um, I figured a lot of people would agree with me on that, considering that It seems like, you know, a lot of companies uh, do not respect anything less. Um, Not to go off into left field or anything, but we we live in a time where we need people to care uh, about the most basic things, you know, basic morals. And we need people to be able to decipher, you know, the voices that they're listening to decipher the the voices the messages you know the you know someone don't have to be called a preacher in order to be trying to fulfill a role of a preacher i mean so many people are projecting um, you know uh, images or messages through their social media these days because anyone including children can you know you know use a smartphone and just say or do whatever you know, uh, heck there's supposedly there's even teens getting rich off of cryptocurrencies, um, just right from their smartphone. So there's a whole lot that we can do these days, but, uh, doesn't necessarily mean that it's good. And, you know, there's a, there's a place in my heart, you know, for social justice. Uh, I just don't know what in the world I'm supposed to do with that. Um, I mean, there are things that I would like to do, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I need to do 20 different things. I mean, like I was saying earlier, there's a point where it's hard for a guy like myself to focus on one thing. Um, but when I do, though, I mean, I have a tendency to, you know, to accomplish what I set my mind on. However, uh, that's, that's part of prayer. And uh, getting to know the Lord better—it's definitely something I need because I don't—I don't feel like I'm that close to Him. Not like I was at one time, and I've went, I've went through some things, so it's really put me to the test. If y'all want to advertise on this podcast? You can hit me up at chris dot gungho at gmail dot com. Gungho spelled G U N G H O. Again, that's chris.gungho at gmail.com. Increase your leads to your business online or even uh, whether it's local or not, I may consider it. So email me and let me know what you have in mind to try to increase your leads to your business to get exposure to your brand. You know, you must increase your brand awareness and keep your presence in the particular industry that you're in and maintain it in order to see results. So don't be shy. Hit me up. Go Gung Ho. Gung Ho Media. So I guess my topic for today is... How extreme can we be? Is it good to be extreme sometimes? I mean, it seems like we see a lot of extremes. You know, we see extreme stress. We see people extremely on the left politically or extremely on the right. Um, People would call someone like myself extreme. Um, I mean, it, it it's something that I kind of touched on when I studied criminal justice. Uh, you know, obviously the, the, the topics of, um, especially with a Homeland security class or course or whatever, you know, that we would have spoke about, discussed whatever, um, you know, Homeland uh, or homegrown extremists, terrorists, whatever. Um, and I, you know, I wrote papers about it. It's been a while though. It's been probably 10 years at least, I'd say somewhere around that nine or 10 years. And you know, from what I remember, Which I've always been this way. I always try to find a balance, a middle ground. Um I don't always I mean, yeah, I'll take sides, don't get me wrong, but I don't I don't know, man. I I just the way I view a lot of things in life, it's like, why do I have to be compartmentalized? Why do I have to be structured like someone else? I like structure, but that's a general vague concept just to say, oh, well, you don't like structure. No, I do like structure. I just don't like um, defining things all the time the way other people do. So, for example, when you say some someone's an extremist, I mean, yeah, I'll admit it. There's times I'm very extreme. I extremely love pizza and, you know, other things like that. Uh, I extremely um, like, uh, action movies. Um, I mean, I don't know when you say extremely, it's like, yeah, I'm a a little, I'm a little bit picky on that on the movie front, but, um, there's some things that I like a lot. There's some things I don't like as much. There's some things that I detest things. I don't like things. I even will go so far as to say that I hate, you know, um, uh, let me think of something real quick. Yeah, there, there's there's many things that I don't like, but um, there's times where I recognize being too extreme can be a bad thing. And when you've got people out here easily throwing around labels on people just because like, say, for example, hey, I believe I'm patriotic, but I'm just not as extreme as other people. I I might be right-leaning, but I'm not as extreme as others. You know, I really don't like stereotypes, but if I had to stereotype myself, uh, it would probably be, politically speaking, it would be that I am more right-leaning. However, there are times where I recognize the flaws even on the right, but I'm definitely not on the left and rarely will I ever relate with them um, or agree with them on hardly anything. I mean, to me, when you've got someone that is willing to rig an election, now I'm not going to go into details about such a thing um but when you got people that are willing to lock us down over some misinformation about a virus that isn't even as bad as they have told us that it was um yeah i would say that somebody's getting a little extreme but yet there's got to be a reason why they're doing it and regardless of whether or not we know those exact reasons you know there's some people that they think that we need to get more extreme and quit being so docile or so uh lukewarm or so uh stagnant or just on the fence about you know things it's it's like you know i I would hope that people are self-controlled enough to know when not to do a thing um but when it comes to Having the courage to do what needs to be done, it's like, man, we need wisdom, and we definitely need fortitude. I mean, it it's just not the time for cowardly uh, people or uh, people that think they're patriotic but really aren't. I mean, it, we we just don't have no time nor... You know, would it make any sense for us to just think that some revolutionary war or some civil war or something that that's the answer? I mean, come on, man. I mean, to be real, I mean, there's times where I kind of go back and forth. I mean, there's times where I'm like, I'm just wanting to do something to, to alleviate this frustrating uh, feeling that I have, when, you know, especially when I see things going on. But the wisdom and the age that I have kicks in and I'm like, nah, man, I mean, you know, I just need to be patient and pray. And uh, if it was required of me to do something, I would hope I would do it. But there are times where there's just nothing that you can do about something. And uh, there is a time where you can. Now, whether or not I have the wisdom or someone else has the wisdom to know that, well, that that's something that uh, should, I guess, be discussed amongst the elders of the land. Which, you know, some people would probably disagree about who that is. Because I've seen older folk that, eh, I don't know, they're not so capable... Of processing the things that are going on right now, because some of them, if they're anything like me, they just get to a point where they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to hear about it. They want to be at peace. They want to be left alone. You know, people can be completely out of the loop of what's going on in our country. And I'm talking about the USA. I, you know, I'm not one of those people that that care too much about what's going on outside the USA. Now, I do in, in a sense. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just not that guy. That's just like, oh well, I gotta care about Ukraine before the USA. No, I'm one that tends to think it. It makes sense that we would take care of ourselves first. We'd get our ourselves right first before we go caring about whether or not Russia's invading Ukraine, which is actually a a, a very uh, recent uh, unfolding. <laughs> that we're seeing in the news it's like, well, you know, do we really need to get involved with that? Cause I mean, you know, I personally, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't know anybody from Ukraine, but no matter how bad it gets, I don't really think the USA is in a position to go telling Russia anything, especially right now. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say too much, but, uh, you know, when you've got certain people in certain positions that can't handle too much, you know, they don't, they don't need to be trying to take on new projects before they've completed the one they've got. And, you know, there's a point where, you know, people understand, they know what I'm talking about. I ain't got to say too much, but On the topic of extremism, I mean, it's like, yeah, some of these people get extreme against people they deem as extremists. So when it comes to politics, I can get quite extreme. I can get very passionate and uh, not sure why, because it's not something that I have always been about. It's not something I've always cared about. But I've noticed just how important politics is in our li- in our lives in our in our world, and um, in this country, we've really gotten away from common sense approaches to simple issues. Um, life and liberty is pretty simple, I guess. I think where it gets complicated is when you've got someone that doesn't care about the original, um, principles, uh, that uh, were instilled in, uh, people long ago in this country. So it's like America, American exceptionalism seems to be something totally different to somebody else than it would be to someone like myself. Um, I don't know when I, it's kind of like when I go to the job I work at and I see so many things that say made in China on, it's hard not to notice. It's really hard not to notice. And when it comes to American exceptionalism, I mean, it's not something I've heard too much about, Um, but when I seem to think about the quality of things just in general doesn't matter what it is just quality of everything I tend to think that things are not of a high quality all the time especially when it comes from well other places and um you know I mean you can't just blanket you know, uh, a, a product or, or I should say, uh, like an industry. For example, it's like you say, if you just say to- the toy industry, um, you can't just say that. Oh, well, this because this toy was made in a certain country that it's just junk, and that means that anything that comes from that country is going to be junk. And that ain't that ain't what I'm saying because especially when you have a large country i mean you know one person one company within that country doesn't represent necessarily um the rest of the country i think it's kind of the where it is in america too is that you got a lot of people in america high population um a lot of people claiming different things and where you seem to be so divided and yet uh I don't know. It seems like some of the most basic ideas of like, say, quality of morale is something we need to come back to. And to me, I'm not going to I'm not going to shut up about it. And it's not like I'm perfect. I'm not trying to come off like that. But I do know that it's like day in and day out. I, I attempt to live right i try i really do i try to go to work do my job come home try to basically mind my own business and uh i might go to the gym or something might go shopping for groceries every once in a while i might go to the mall don't go as much as i used to but uh I don't do a whole lot, and I definitely try to live a peaceful life. I like peace. I like the outdoors. Every once in a while, I might go out to the outdoors, not as much as I'd like to, not as much as I used to. But uh, the particular lifestyle I'm living at the moment isn't, isn't really ideal. Because <sighs> if, I, if, I <laughs> if I could do anything about it, you know, financially, uh, yeah, I'd be clear out in the mountains or something, probably somewhere retiring already or something, you know, but I mean, obviously that's not, that's not what I'm doing. So, I mean, when it comes to extremism, I'm a bit extreme in some cases, but in other cases I really am not. And, no matter how loud I've ever got or how much I've ran and raved about something I'm pissed off about or whatever, it's like I've never really been willing to do crazy things, which some would say would be extreme things, to hurt people. I mean, I've never been out of my mind where I thought, oh, I want to hurt somebody or I need to teach somebody a lesson or I need to take vengeance. No, because... The one time in the last few years that I was really tempted to, you know, get revenge on somebody uh, that uh, stabbed me in the back. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the Lord told me no. And it wasn't easy. To. Just drop it, you know, to just be like, oh, you know, he not only told me no, but he told me to forgive this person of of everything and I'm like you gotta be joking right but then I had to be reminded that I too wanted forgiveness and one of the things that Yeshua was taught was a a lot of people call him Jesus one of the things that Yeshua taught was if you want to be forgiven you must forgive and uh, I definitely need forgiveness Or I have have definitely needed it in the past tense. So it got easier to forgive someone else, no matter how mad I was at them. It got a lot easier as I was thinking of why I, I needed forgiveness. So it's weird how like the words of Yeshua actually have an impact on your choices and if you want to walk in truth minute then, then those words those teachings of yeshua's i mean they they really challenge a person i don't know about you but it really challenged me you know when i hear the correct interpretation you know which usually is simple but some people like to complicate things when i hear the correct interpretation of something as simple as you know, if I want forgiveness, I need to forgive that it, uh, it just changes everything. I mean, no longer is there is this sense of, well, I must get vengeance or I must get justice, um, on something. And that doesn't mean that you just sit back and do nothing. Um, I would assume that some of the scriptures that where the Lord tells people to do justice, to speak for those who can't speak for themselves, to, you know, to fight for the weak. If you're strong and you're rich and, you know, and you can fight for the weak, then you should do that. One good example of that is Tim Tebow. Now, I'm not trying to be a cliche Christian that just at all, you know, hails him as some great guy because I don't know him personally. And uh, really, I mean, I don't know enough, you know, to say too much however from what i can see and what is publicized um it seems to me like he you know he uses his fame his fortune or his ability or whatever to be a blessing to other people and to help. And he reaches out to the less you know fortunate um in different ways and uh The funny thing is that he could do other things he could be doing other things with his time and his money and uh, I mean that's his choice and the Lord knows whether or not his heart is pure or not and some may think that he's too extreme as a Christian um, to be doing those things and wasting his time and money on those things now it doesn't really matter what you think I think it matters more what the Lord knows and you know Some people will judge uh, others that uh, either have big names or, you know, they they seem to be rich or whatever, whether it's a big time preacher. Look, the Lord's going to judge that person one day. And I can see it from kind of both sides. In other words, it makes sense that if you are rich in this life, whether it's from business or whether you got an inheritance or whatever the case may be, it's like, you should do good with it. And if you don't, you know, that's not my business. And, uh, yet, I mean, it doesn't mean I'm going to just be silent about it, but, but some folk take it over overboard. They, they get too extreme in criticizing people. They don't know. And if we're only going by, what the media tells us you know we can think all kinds of people are extremists we can think all we can think all kinds of things about all kinds of people but I mean you know I personally don't want to be famous uh, I'm not putting my name out there like it right now <laughs> I personally am I'm not I mean they're I have a particular goal or goals I should say I have, I have different goals and ambitions you know whatever but being famous and being known uh, isn't one of them and mainly the reason should be simple is that well, why would I want to be in the spotlight? Why would why would I want to be criticized by, you know, goofy people that don't even know my life or know me or whatnot? It's like you've always got people out there who want to criticize someone they don't even know. And they only do it based on information that they got, you know, from some other source, some other media source or something. It's like it may not even be 100% true so I don't know to me you know there's people that probably think I am an extremist especially if they heard some of my rants they would definitely be like yeah this dude's an extremist and we need to keep an eye on him oh my goodness but uh I would beg to differ though not only because I know my situation but uh I don't know I would just I would just say maybe the most extreme people are the most disciplined say a sleeper cell for example I don't know if you've ever heard of what a sleeper cell is most people that are of a decent age probably have but the whole idea of a sleeper cell is to be as somebody that blends in until a particular time of opportunity for accomplishing a particular objective so most most notably a sleeper cell would be referred or um yeah, would be a lot of that That title, you know, would be more something that we correlate with, you know, Islamic extremism, um, Islamic terrorists, or maybe just maybe a, a um, maybe somebody from a cartel or something like that. But most of the time I've ever heard of the term sleeper cell, it's always been uh, directly um, related to, say, Islamic extremism um, in our country, um, mainly. Yeah, I wrote about it when I was studying criminal justice, uh, and, you know, I, I always thought that kind of stuff was, um, interesting and all that, and I'd like to, I don't know, shoot, I might even write a, write a book or something maybe one day, uh, I don't know about fiction though, maybe, I maybe, don't, I don't know, I may have kind of, kind of considered it. Uh, Maybe write a movie script or something. I don't know. I I like spy movies. You know, I like action movies, things like that. You know, I like good, always uh, triumphing over evil. Um, But, you know, the extremism that I see personally isn't so loud. So I think people correlate loudness with extremism. They think, well, a loud preacher, he's an extremist. You think a a loud um, podcast host, for example, they think extremists. You think somebody protesting something loudly in the street on the news. Oh, they're extremists. You think President, you know, some people would think, you know, President Trump is an extremist. You know, some people, they just put all these, they just automatically put labels on things. It's just almost like uh, I was just so easy, especially when they watch certain news outlets, and those news outlets help them do it. You know, they just do it for them. Actually, you know, they just follow suit. You know, if a certain news outlet, you know, and some talk show host or news host or whatever, you know, says that, oh well, the, you know, that person is extremist, then other people might follow suit and just like, yeah, that person is extremist. But extremism isn't always loud. It isn't always something that you're... I mean, especially because the most extreme people are very disciplined. And they may be that sleeper cell that no one suspects. But here's a, here's the a thing, though. Even when people do suspect these days, maybe not 20 years ago, but these days, it seems like when people suspect someone or a group of people, or whatever, it seems like there's, they, they, those, hmm, uh, how should I say? It seems like certain, um, groups, certain ideologies have gotten smart, very smart to the point where they have a way to counter, um, someone or that has suspected them in some way so they have their own measures on how they deal with the possible um exposure of their sleeper cells now to me this is just me um a sleeper cell could be one individual or it could be a group of individuals that are connected together, in some kind of covert manner, and yeah, it doesn't have to be. Fo- I mean, you know, really, I'm not focusing on Islamic extremism because some people would probably be like, "Well, that's biased," and you know, that's hate speech or whatever. That's not really what I'm trying to get at because I've seen ex- I've seen extremists and sleeper cells of the other. Of of another kind which is you know one of those things that I have to be careful with because I'm a Christian um, I subscribe to unique Christian views so it's not like I'm just the average Christian but some that I've come across could also be extremists and uh, so I mean I'm not trying to focus on one particular religion I'm not trying to discriminate however You know, when you have people, let's just say people, they don't have to be a particular religion. They don't have to be from a particular country. Um, but when anyone is motivated for a particular objective enough to plan and to carry out strategies over many years, risking their lives and their family's life I mean that's extreme but it's not loud so I think what has happened in this country is that there's a lot of quiet extremism going on there has been for many years Um, some of the most intelligent people Aren't going to broadcast their intentions with what they're trying to do with their money, their business, their political aspirations, whatever the case may be. Me personally, I'm a little, I don't know, I, I tend to broadcast things too much. Now, I'm not talking about this podcast particularly, I'm talking about, in other words, you know i tend to be so honest sometimes uh with people that uh, i tell them too much um and yet i'm i'm looking for the lord to uh my creator to um use what some would perceive as foolishness I'm, I'm i'm looking for him to use it for good so i know of a few people that listen to this podcast that probably would appreciate the fact that it's like look Somewhere down the road, we may see what comes from quiet extremism showing its ugly head and becoming becoming loud. Going from sleeper cells to those cells being awakened to be activated in a different sense see a sleeper cell is never really completely inactive it's just a matter of what level of activity has been initiated at any given time during the course of a particular operation You know, when people desire to accomplish something, they may lay out a two-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. And yet, we've seen a lot of strange things go on in this country in the last couple of years. And if anybody's been paying attention over the course of their lifetime, I mean, they've probably seen a lot of other strange things and there's almost like this trend of, Hey, uh, one, you know, once upon a time conspiracy theories were more of a, I don't know. It was just a different thing than they are now. Now it's almost like people are like, Oh, well, yeah, I'm into conspiracy theories or, you know, uh, now I, I, now I believe or whatever. And I, I just, I've seen different things on social media, different avenues or whatnot. And, um, I mean, it, it's been a long time for me that I would at least um, that I would at least consider whether or not something was a conspiracy theory or if it was legit or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, to me, when you say conspiracy theory, like, why would there ever be a, a a connotation on that that was negative or fantasitical. I mean, it's like the fiction aspect of conspiracy conspiracy theories may be for your entertainment, whatever. But I mean, to me, what doesn't entertain me is the fact that people will make stuff up in order to just entertain others. And, you know, what really... Peaks my interest may not peak somebody else's interest. What I find extreme, someone else may think it to be necessary. So, whether it's misinformation or it's just uh, the lack of information, people have their reasons why they believe something or they don't. And when So much evidence, so much, so many, so much facts, so much information is available to us now, more now than ever, you would think it's almost like people are, are becoming numb to conspiracy theories or almost becoming numb to how crazy the world's getting in other words, just from my experience, it's like, you know, I don't know. I've survived a few things, but there's a uh, there's a point where a conspiracy theory, in itself, when you believe it and maybe you talk about it, it's like. at what point does talking about and believing a conspiracy theory at what point does that make you a a terrorist I mean I'm trying to understand like it just seems when you've got people loosely using the term domestic threats when uh, man, we probably have all seen in the news where you know parents were were deemed as uh domestic threats possible you know homeland terrorists or whatever uh, domestic terrorists when um going and confronting school boards about you know the vaccine mandate the mass mandate just you know all that kind of stuff or or the the uh, what was it the critical race theory that that was being taught in schools I mean, it's just silly to think that we've got to this place where some don't know any better than to, because they're so afraid that they're going to lose their power, their position, that they have to attack other people with such extremism. Because it works both ways. Extremists aren't always the bad guys. And you can't just use that term so vaguely and so generally that it's just like, well, you've got the parents. That they're extremists, but then you've got these people on the school board that to me, it seems to me like they're extremists because they're going to the to an extreme that doesn't. I mean, to me, it doesn't. It's not it's not necessary. When we're so divided and we're so far, we've gotten so far from what just even the general principles of our country should be ran by, it's like we've got a problem. When you've got people standing up for their own children and you've got a federal government that's so rogue, that's so corrupt, that they think that they rule over us to the extent that we are seeing, with the lockdowns, vaccine mandates, mask mandates, um with the medical tyranny that well, it's been going on, but we're seeing it more, or at least we should be able to see it more clearly now. That you know, to me, it's like, well, who's the extremist here? Sounds to me like the stre- the most extremists are left. Leaning liberals and Democrats uh, that have uh, somehow found themselves uh, in positions of power where they're trying to extremely punish anyone that challenges them. So to me, I'm sorry, buddy, but from mine and a lot of other people's point of view, you're the extremist. Just because you got a job in the government doesn't make you righteous. You're going to have to stand before the almighty one day and give an account of your life just like I do. And it doesn't matter if I have a badge and a gun or uh, some high position in the Congress. It doesn't matter if I'm a U.S. representative. It doesn't matter if I've ever became president. None of that matters. What does matter is the humility that's needed from anybody in the government right now is it to understand we've got a problem and we need to quit dismantling ourselves we need to quit allowing ourselves to be so weakened and so, and so distracted that we don't understand that sleeper cells over many years have probably bribed a lot of people in the government or in positions of power, celebrities whatever the case and You know, it's like someone somewhere, you know, needs to decide that they want this country to last a while longer. I already made that decision a long time ago and that's, and I pray for this country, but, you know, sometimes in ways that people probably wouldn't like, but that's, that's between me and the Lord anyways. You know, in other words, there's a time that we need discipline, we need dealt with, and some of the righteous judgment that we need as an entire nation is that, yeah, obviously a lot of people want to see the the corrupt, you know, uh, politicians, they want to see them dealt with. But I really don't think it's going to happen just by people just cowering and thinking that somebody else is always going to do it. I'm not really sure how things are going to take place, but I do know that sometimes well what we've seen in the last just in the last year we've seen that by people standing up not necessarily getting violent and hurting people but just standing just a simple standing for your rights is sometimes is enough i'm not i don't want things to get weird and crazy i don't want things i you know i personally don't want to see the worst happen But if we don't want to be like other countries, just like we used to be exceptional, then we can't do what other countries have done or actually the lack of doing, which is sometimes people just go about their married lives. And and somehow, some way, somehow, the government of other nations, I'm talking about other nations now. Sometimes those governments and other nations have gotten so powerful that there's no there's no taking it back. There's no there's no hope for uh, unless the Lord allows uh, a righteous person to be in a in a great position of power and to push back against uh, you know the the negative the the evil or whatnot. But that's a whole other thing. In other words, I do believe in divine providence. But there's a difference between the grace of God versus the fact that He has empowered people to do, to to make choices to actually put action into play. And I don't I don't believe that uh, any Bible believer should ever think that uh, it's kind. Of, I think I think what some people say is it's a Calvinistic approach when you assume. <laughs> that someone else is always supposed to do something however action doesn't always have to be so extreme Yeshua said if you live by the sword you die by the sword so I have a tendency well I know me doesn't matter if others do or not but I know me and I'm like "Eh, yeah I'd rather if I could go my whole life without ever having to uh, hurt someone that would be nice to never have to be responsible for putting a person down, you know, to ever hurting anyone in any way, that'd be great. But the reality is, is that, you know, if someone attacks you, you need to be able to defend yourself. And, uh, if someone goes to attack someone else or, or you want to defend them. Um, uh, you would think it's simple, but you've got some goofy people and seats of judgment that, uh, they don't. They don't care if you you're able to defend yourself or not. And you you know I just honestly believe that it that you know we need people to continue to push back against this this craziness. This uh, it's like a it's an apathy. It's a apostasy of uh, of government. Because if we don't govern ourselves, then obviously they're going to step in and they're going to want to do it for us. And I. Um, I give an example of my own personal life. It's like, you know, I, I, when going to, uh, what do they call that? Uh, divorce court, you know, if I had done my part, if I would have done a couple of things differently, if I would have put some action into, uh, you know, preparing myself, I wouldn't have had, you know, the, the experience that I had, um, but because I did not, govern myself correctly uh not to get too detailed um i didn't even hire a lawyer because i just i thought well i'm smart enough i can i can do a little research i can prepare myself accordingly i mean heck you know it should be easy right and really I was wrong. I was very wrong. I was very wrong in the sense that I almost expected the judge to be reasonable. But uh, it was, she was a female. Um, And obviously, uh, well, my ex's lawyer was too. And they just seemed to be pent against me. In the sense that it's like, well, I really, did. even though they did give me a chance to talk, they really didn't give me a chance to talk because I guess my my ranting and raving, I mean, or just what I would think was regular discourse, it was just a little over their heads. I mean, I didn't articulate my speech um, well enough. I wasn't calm. You know, uh, I was uh, very charged, very passionate about the fact that someone doesn't, doesn't even know me the lawyer representing my ex, how that she could paint me in any negative light without actually knowing me, without actually having any type of proof or any evidence at all that I'm some, not such, I guess what some would say a deadbeat dad. I'm sorry, but uh, I've always been there for my daughter. I always made sure she had enough She's she's never lacked for anything as far as I'm concerned. And yet the arrogant, pompous, rich people, actually, if you want to go read this, it's in James chapter two. I think the Lord has a different view than what some people do. And, I, and then when it mentions even in the Bible, in James chapter two, when it talks about how that rich people do bring you before the courts, you know, it's like, don't, have respect to someone just because they're rich and don't disrespect somebody just because they're impoverished. If someone's poor and they're a bum on the side of the road, that doesn't mean that they have to stay that way. And to me, if I had actually had a history of not taking care of my daughter, then I think I would have just accepted their bullshit um, judgment uh, about me. But it angered me and frustrated me because it's like they just assumed because I didn't have a lawyer that I couldn't afford one. That, you know, it was, I mean, they just assumed I was a nobody. They assumed so much, you know, just in a few minutes. And they didn't even see me in person. It was over, uh, what do you call that, Webex? It was um, some, what do you call that? Uh, Yeah, it was uh, video conferencing over my smartphone. I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, people were that that goofy over COVID that they didn't even want to have court in person. That they wanted to do over the smartphone and uh, act like that was normal. They wanted to act like, you know, that, hey, the judge just muted me when she thought that I was getting a little too uh, passionate, a little too extreme. Again, that's that's where I'm trying to stick with is extremism as far as the topic for today. And because I was passionate about my daughter not being taken from me because I was passionate about not being told by some complete strangers that are acting like they're a part of the, uh, of a righteous cause or something um, that, that by making my life harder by demand, by pretty much saying that I must pay a certain amount of money per week, per month, whatever. In order to support my my child that I actually was, I wasn't even going to really be able to see most of the time because they're moving her halfway across the country. You know, you know, it's just ridiculous to assume that I'm just like all other deadbeat dads. And to me, that's extreme when you don't know somebody and you just want to go by what somebody else tells you. It's like, I believe they could have been more reasonable. I believe they could have heard me out. I'm not really sure if there was a time frame, but muting, this is exactly what the judge did. The judge muted me. Maybe I did get a little too heated for them. I don't know why that's such a problem. I don't know why it's so intimidating, but you're talking about taking a child from a father. Because you assume he's he's not good enough. You know, and to me biblically, I'm sorry, people, but uh this country's gotten really far from the Bible, from the heart of the Creator. But I'm pretty sure biblically it, it describes children as being of the seed of the man that helped create those children. So it's a different point of view than this modern feminist crap. Okay. The in another, to me, it's, it's extreme. It's an extreme flip-flop. That's exactly what it is. And because it's a personal issue that hits me personally, um, yeah, um, I figured it, it, it's an example of an extremism, but it being flip-flop. And I mean, you've got people that are facing getting their children taken from them because of their you know, basically stand up for the, their own rights for their, for their children in Canada. It said that, you know, uh even with the, the dealing with the the trucker protests that had been going on, I think it was in Ottawa. And I was hearing that, uh yeah, kids were even being taken from parents because they refuse a vaccine or this or that or whatever. And I'm like, man, you, you know, it just, We can see how extreme other people are. When is it time for someone else to get extreme? In the right way, with wisdom, with the help of the Almighty. I mean, come on, people. There's different ways of being extreme. There really is. I honestly believe that you can be good and be somewhat extreme, but how do we even properly define extremism? Do we just put one definition on it and just think, oh, that's what it has to mean for all cases. The English language isn't that uh, shallow. I mean, it's actually dynamic in the sense that, you know, we, we can actually, people attach meanings to things all the time that, that it really doesn't. In other words, it may not particularly fit in all situations. So in saying that, um, extremism to me can be very simple. And the simplicity that I'm always looking for is saying that, look, if I think I'm getting too extreme... I tend to calm myself down one way or another. As I get older, it seems to have got a little bit easier because I have a tendency to look at consequences and think, oh, I don't don't desire those consequences, the negative consequences of a thing. But there may come a time where I'm going to have to count the cost and think, well, is it worth whatever it is that I'm wanting to accomplish is doing something extreme, going to be worth um, the trouble. So for example, in some places, you know, if you simply, you know, I don't know, I I guess I'll use Joe Rogan as an example. Me and him are kind of similar in the sense that, you know, we, we, we tend to uh, like to get the facts about COVID-19, for example. And, you know, everything was kosher. I mean, everything seemed to be cool with, uh, you know, between Spotify and Joe Rogan there for a while. Um, I guess he made him too much money or something. I don't know. I, I don't know how that works. I would say it's pretty simple. But uh, but then, you know, the pressure started coming on, you know, for him to be censored because he was uh, really ch- challenging the narrative of these these uh, globalists and these pharmaceutical companies that um want to have power over our lives and make a profit from us so you know <clears throat> the backlash and the you know the calls for you know censoring Joe Rogan's po- podcast uh that to me is extreme because it really doesn't make any sense to blow out of proportion something that it's like you're already you're you're what you're doing is you're bringing more publicity to his podcast and it's not like well actually what actually happened was um rumble uh, alternative to youtube they actually offered Him, uh, I guess the same amount that originally Spotify offered him or something, I think it was like a hundred million dollars or something for him to, you know, come over onto their platform. So it's not like people don't have options and and someone with that, that big of an audience that famous. And um, yeah, he's, he's gotten pretty powerful in that, in that sense, you know, it's like they have options. So if you want to be extremely stupid, go right ahead and try to censor somebody like that. But I think that this is a time where people are just way too fed up and we've got the technology available to us in order to spread the word. So here I am. Just one more voice, you know, in the sea of of people that give a crap. So I would challenge people, though, that you don't just be too extreme in situations where it doesn't require you to be I mean in other words self control, self discipline is a good thing and it's something I'm still working on but like there's a time for everything and everything in time it's time to laugh, time to cry there's a time to live and there's time to die and that's it, that's in the book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible yeah somebody might have thought it was some Beatles song or something. no the Beatles actually got it from the Bible, but uh when dealing with the extreme things that we're seeing in this time we live in, I don't know how anybody does it without putting their trust in the Almighty. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect in my faith i don't I'm not trying to act like I've got like this extreme faith. It may appear to be that way sometimes, but there's times where I've got doubts, I've got questions, you know, I've, I've got issues. But there's some, some things that I'm sh- for sure of. For one, I'm sure about the work that Yeshua, uh, that the Creator started in me. That a part of that work was convincing me that the Bible is holy and that it is historical. And it is accurate and it is something I can trust. Now I do have questions. I do have issues with things sometimes. Um, Don't get me wrong, but I'm convinced that there's a lot of people that have very shallow reasons uh, for why they doubt God. I mean, like completely are against him or they, they just, when it comes to the idea of creationism versus atheism, you know, uh, I mean, you know, there's, there's just a point that whatever you believe that's going to affect your life. And when you are making choices throughout your life and over time, you know, eventually, if you was to find out that you was wrong, then wouldn't you be pretty for- regretful? So, I mean, you can be extremely wrong. I keep, keep using that word. <laughs> you can be extremely wrong. I, hey, I'm looking at it like this. There's no way someone's going to convince me that I'm wrong about certain things. There's a difference between saying that, well, I may not know the future. I may not be good at certain things. Um, You know, there's, I may not have the ability um, to do certain things. I'm not trying to claim to be able to produce signs and miracles and wonders and stuff like that. I mean that, you know, if I pray to the Lord and he does something or allows something to happen, then, you know, that's a different thing. But even if I was to be able to do great things like Yeshua did say that his, his believers would be able to do, it's like, there's a point where there are certain things that we ain't going to know in this lifetime. Not for sure. So there's even Christians, people that may have been Christians their whole life that, that they have questions and they're not sure about certain things, or maybe they go through a hard time, and their faith may be tested, or whatever the case may be. I mean, there's a point where the foundation of my faith and of other people's faith should be the same. If you're claiming a particular religion, you should be able to agree on certain things. And I liken that to the what I was talking about earlier about the foundation of of this country, of the United States of America is that some people aren't aren't even any longer in agreement about the history of the United States they are no longer in agreement about some of the most basic principles of the constitution of the United States of America when you just ask somebody what do you believe the second amendment means what do you believe what the first amendment of the constitution you know means you know i can guarantee you that even people that supposedly lean my way that i could probably find somebody even somebody I probably know that doesn't fully agree with me about my take on the first amendment or second amendment. And that's just the first two and people recite these so often, but it's like, it just makes sense that we educate ourselves and try to find a place of agreement once again. So that this extreme liberalism, socialism, communism, Marxism, that this, you know, these outside ideas, these ideologies that actually destroy nations um, or create tyrannical governments, it's like we first got to deal with it in ourselves. And we also need to deal with it, you know, around from what around us. So that way we don't end up like some other country, not gonna mention names. But other countries that end up under what we would think would be t- tyranny to where it's like, man, you know, if if the last couple of years has just shown us how quick our rights can be stripped or at least be, um, what do they call that, oppressed or suppressed. You know, it's like during the lockdowns, I really, I mean, to me, it's like I didn't see people turn into zombies. I've said this before, but I didn't see people turning into zombies So why should I have been that concerned about this measly little virus? And I'm not going to go into that this episode, but when you think about it, it's like, can't people decide for themselves? Because I don't know if you're going by what some movie told you, or you're going by somebody else's point of view. Maybe you're not seeing it from my point of view. My point of view is this we've got some extremism going on in this country and it isn't exactly good. And the very same people that are extreme are wanting to point the fingers at people like myself and call me an extremist. And I'm thinking you know, I'm an intelligent human being and I believe there's a lot of other people that are intelligent enough to figure out. It's like, look, you ain't going to keep flip-flopping that on us. You ain't going to sit there and keep pointing the finger at us and making it seem like we're the bad guys because we just simply want our God given rights to be protected like the government of the United States ain't talking about other ones, but the government of the United States of America supposedly swore to protect these rights, the military, the police. I mean, we're not supposed to be so out of order to where we don't understand basic things. If I commit a crime, that's obviously a crime. You know, if I go to hurt somebody and go steal their stuff, I would expect the police to, to come and get me. I would expect them to stop me or try to stop me or try to get me, try to charge me, try to bring me to justice. However, when you got people that they're the extremists now, when they want to make it into law, It make you and me out to be criminals for just simply trying to parent our own children. Yes, they're pointing to themselves as being the extremists, but they're trying to divert it and try to make people like myself out to be the extremists. So you decide, whatever. I figured it. Hopefully the almighty will revive this country. I mean, revive us, restore us, postpone and in the, the inevitable. Cause I figured, well, eventually probably something has to happen. But generally speaking, I want a peaceful life. I, I don't know about anybody else. All I can do is just perhaps try to challenge people's uh, ideology in, in the way that they perceive things because Ultimately, I'm not God and I'm not trying to play Messiah or anything like that because that's that's for one person to be. And ain't no human being on the face of this earth right now is supposed to be playing some Messiah role, you know. And if you ain't a prophet, if the Lord didn't send you, I don't re- recommend you come out and start trying to speak on his behalf. Make it very clear is it your opinion that you're speaking on? Because you trying to say, thus saith the Lord, or you trying to act like, you know, that you 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 know, you got the um well, I'll go so far as to say this. Some of these politicians have put themselves in a place of almost being like a a messenger. They do it to themselves, but n- People look at it sometimes very compartmentalized. In other words, they look at it like, well, a preacher is a preacher, and then they think, well, that politician's a politician. But really, when you have anybody that is either A, seeking a seat of power, or B, seeking a seat of influence, which is, I guess, the same thing, you know, really they should be scrutinized in a better fashion, because obviously, we, you know, some of these people, they just told us whatever we wanted to hear in order for them to get into voted into office. And I would say that some of them are like false prophets. They're definitely, you know, wicked when they have said they're Christians, but probably aren't. And if there's no accountability for hypocrisy, then you know, I don't know what to tell y'all. Because some people are speaking but they're not doing and that's been going on for a long time and I'm not trying to claim to be hearing from the Lord if I if the Lord has ever told me something you know I'm not sure I even want to reveal that right now because really I mean that's between me and him actually I did earlier didn't I yeah I did I mean I was serious though In more than one way, the Lord convinced me that I needed to forgive a certain person that had betrayed me. Because I was very distraught over the issue. And convincing me that I needed to forgive, it was not, I mean, even now, I mean, it's still not easy. But some people think that you're crazy if you even say that. Well, I, th- if you say it like, well, the Lord told me or, or if you say, well, I was convinced, you know, it's like, if somebody says, well, I prayed and then this thing happened, you know, it's like there's different ways that the Lord speaks to people. And yet you've got some out there that will always have a negative criticism, you know, about your relationship with God or your experience with him. I don't get me wrong if I was telling people that the Lord told me to do some crazy thing or something. Yeah. I'd expect them to, you know, want me to be psychic psychologically evaluated, <laughs> but, but I mean, really though, we ain't talking about the extreme case of uh what was it? Uh, Charlie Manson or something like that. We ain't talking about that. We're talking about just simple things. And um the crazy part is, is that, If you don't believe that the almighty creator of heaven and earth can talk to people, then you've got a, you've got a problem because he can do whatever he wants. He's a creator. And I don't think he cares about our opinions about anything just because you ain't experienced somebody. It doesn't mean they don't exist just because you haven't met everybody that's ever lived on the face of the planet. doesn't mean that those people don't exist. And just because you ain't never heard somebody's voice, it doesn't mean that they don't exist. It just means you haven't met them. It means you don't know them. And, you know, and it means that obviously you're far from them. If you received a phone call from, let's just say, uh, you know, I mean, how would you know it's him? Um, most people would assume, oh, well, his voice. But uh it, I'll take it a step further. If he did a FaceTime with you, That would even be more convincing. So you would hear his voice, you'd see his face, and you'd be like, oh, man, that's so great. Well, he's just a man. But, I mean, if you received a phone call from your loved ones, you know, your dad, your mom, whatever, you, you know, how would you know them? You would go by the fact that you would know their voice. And I'm pretty sure Yeshua said that his sheep know his voice. And another they will not follow. So I'm not trying to be in place of him. I'm really not. But I would challenge people to say that, like, you know, if you just because you've never heard his voice, it doesn't mean that you can't. Maybe you need to seek the Lord. I know I do. I I know I, I, I still need to do that. But. If you don't believe something just because you haven't experienced it, it doesn't mean somebody else hasn't. I'll leave it at that for today. But usually when you extremely want something, you extremely seek it. Yeah. Anyways...